Hello, this is the Young Gunners from the Texas Young Lawyers Association. We cut through the noise and discuss practical tips and challenges facing new attorneys in Texas and the United States. In this episode, I am your host, Rebecca Patterson-Linehan. I am an assistant district attorney in Midland County and represent District 17 on the Texas Young Lawyers Association Board of Directors. Today, we are talking about what it's like to be married to the law. I have with me three different speakers. I'm going to let you all introduce yourselves, if you'll tell us what you do for a living and how long you've been married to your lawyer. Sure. My name is James Rex. Uh, I'm an investigator for the Midland County DA's office, and we have been married uh, about a year and a half. My name is Jacob Holloman. I've been married six years now, and I'm a reservoir engineer. My name is Elizabeth Rainey. I am the judge of the Midland County Drug Court, and I've been married to another attorney for going on eight years now. And you are our unique perspective into being a lawyer, married to a lawyer also. Yes, that's what they tell me. Okay. Well, thank you all for being here with me. Just to start off with, what is it like to be married to a lawyer? It's interesting some days. Well, I, I'd say one of the one of the big things that jumps out that gets, it, it's good, but one of the irritating things is, one, everybody wants legal advice. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, ask her what, and it might not even be criminal. It could be something civil. It could be bankruptcy, and I'm telling, she doesn't know. That, that gets a little bit. A little bit irritating sometimes. And the other thing is people just automatically assume you're wealthy. They think all lawyers make all this money. So, like, hey, take time off. Let's go golfing. Let's go on a fishing trip. Let's go to Colorado hunting. You know, all these different things. And, you know, well, no, it's not like that. Not all lawyers are just millionaires. So That's interesting because we get tired of being asked for legal advice. So it's interesting that the spouses get tired of it, Yeah, we too. filter out a little bit of it. So, see, yeah, you Thank don't you. always get all of it. We'll filter some of it out for you. So I grew up. My dad's a lawyer. My brother's a lawyer. I surround myself with lawyers. I have poor judgment, apparently. Um, <clears throat> uh, the legal advice thing, and the other thing is, it's um, arguments are very different. It's a methodical, different thought process. And a bonus caveat of being married to a prosecutor, lunch and dinner conversations about work are more interesting, but also sometimes a little bit more terrifying. <laughs> I can attest to that. Um, so what do y'all think are some of the biggest difficulties or the coolest parts about having a lawyer for a spouse? So my husband and I actually talk about what we do when we come home. Do y'all talk about their, your spouse's Oh, yeah, definitely. Job? Yeah, we'll go, you know, we'll go walk in the evenings or something and, you know, spend 45 minutes walking around the park. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking shop. So definitely. I, I know some couples who don't talk about it because they want to either leave it home or they're just such strong in their ethics about I don't talk about anything because you may be able to figure out who my client is or it's just I want to leave it at home so I just think it's interesting which which couples bring it home and which ones leave it at the office. That is interesting. Jacob I know that once upon a time y'all actually sued your apartment complex. Actually that's uh, one of the best and worst things. Um, I'm an engineer we're not as confrontational and so my wife, Lacey, is very much the opposite end of the spectrum. We had a dispute with a apartment complex over a deposit, and it about killed me, even though it was a relatively short time frame. I just wanted to be done with it, and she dug in on that, which we won, so I guess that's a good thing. I know that I personally have written 
letters to get leases terminated before their resolution because I was a lawyer and knew all the right fancy words to throw into a letter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had the home warranty company, and the guy was like, just tell your attorney to call me. And my husband was like, sir, I am an attorney. I don't care what you do for a living. Well, if you want to talk to my attorney, I am an attorney. I'm representing myself. <laughs> I don't care what you do for a living. Clearly, I'm getting nowhere, sir. I'll just talk to you again later. See my lawsuit, and I'll talk to you later, sir. There you go. So, what advice would y'all give to someone who's about to marry a lawyer? Um, There's so many different types of lawyers. I don't. Yeah, I guess that would kind of be it. Is maybe familiarize yourself with what kind of law that you're doing, you know, or that they're going to go into, Um, you know, because for some people. You know, their spouse is a, is a defense attorney for them. You know, that shocks them. And, oh, how can you, you know, and they don't, you know, they don't get it that, you know, that's something that people are entitled to. And Or if it's, you know, if they're, you know, a tax attorney, you know, realize that there may be certain times of the year where they're going to be super busy or, or things like that. Just kind of familiarize yourself with what they're doing, maybe. As it goes back to the whole, not all lawyers make lots of money. Mm-hmm. I started out as a defense attorney making 36000 a year. So that know marrying a lawyer didn't mean big bucks Um, well and one thing you said earlier Jacob was about how the arguments are different do y'all think that's true too being married to a lawyer that they're better at arguing or better at making their points than maybe other people you've encountered in the past definitely so yeah that you know more just kind of I guess methodical and then logical about things you know just like like it's a courtroom so oh yes so is that a good thing (laughs) uh well, I guess uh, I've always argued a lot because my dad's an attorney and some other family members. So, you know, I've always argued a lot. So I was kind of prepared for it. So it wasn't wasn't as difficult a transition for me because I was used to that kind of thing. And just being in law enforcement used to, you know, dealing with that or dealing with arguments from defense attorneys or things in court and that, that type of thing. So I did divorces in the beginning of my career as well. And so I know walking around our house, I would just randomly be like, well, if we ever get divorced, that's mine. Uh, you know, we buy new things. And they're like, well, you know, this is community property, right? Or I just, oh, randomly go around and say, well, this is a gift. Uh, so if we split up, this is mine, this is yours. And I'll just remind him every once in a while about mm-hmm. who gets what. Maybe just a little more realistic because you've yes. seen a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, he does estate planning here in Midland. And uh, we got a babysitter when our first son was born. It was supposed to be like for an hour. Uh, to draft our wills. Now that we had a kid, we were going to, you know, fix our own leaky pipes. It took us over six hours because with me doing divorces and family law and him doing estate planning, it, we have the most elaborate plan for our children. If we both die, I'm pretty sure if we we're both taken out in a car crash, the judge is just going to laugh at it and throw it out. I mean, <laughs> we have down to like Easter and how many hours of Christmas. And it's, I mean, that two lawyers working together in those two fields, it's, it's a mess. It uh, sounds like it. That's what you get when you get two lawyers who are parents mm-hmm. trying to prepare. Well, and I don't think I would be that detailed because I don't work in either of those realms of law. So I don't think it would even occur to me to split up holidays. Oh, yeah. So grandparents can have one week in the summer with written notice to the Guardian by April 1st. It's, it's a mm-hmm. mess, right? Um, and so all three of y'all at least knew your spouses in law school, right? Even if you weren't married just yet? Well, and I'll clarify, uh, 
for James, you were the one that was actually going through law school when you knew Kara. Correct. I, I met her, uh, I guess, the end of my 1L year, the end of her 3L year. So just knew each other while we were in school for just a little bit, just a month or two. Okay. And so is there anything about law school or the bar exam um, or anything like that that if someone is dating a lawyer or going to marry a lawyer that you think that they need to be prepared for um, because they may not understand what law school or the bar exam are like? Just be patient. Yeah, just one L year and then bar study is just a whole different kind of awful. Like it's just, it's hard to describe how awful it is and it's just really bad. So yeah, just definitely be patient and understanding and, you know, they're going to be tired and angry and irritated and just not fun to be around, but that's just, you know, that's part of it. There's just really no getting around it. Oh yeah. It's, um, we had a interesting discussion after Sonic forgot to put strawberries in a limeade at some point and... There's talk of throwing it at the worker. So tensions run fairly high. Um, The best advice I have is plan a vacation right after the bar. We got married in March and didn't take our honeymoon till after the bar. And that the next day we were on a plane going off to our honeymoon. And it was one of the best decisions I think we made. I think that sounds like a good thing. I took a vacation between my last quarter and the bar exam and that at least gave me a little bit of time to decompress before the bar exam slam hit, but I could see that being very beneficial. My poor husband graduated normal time in May, studied for the bar, but we got married in August. So he literally took the July bar, um, got done. My mother drove into town. He got 24 hours alone before my mother was in town for an entire week, and then we got married. Then I graduated in December, so he came to Midland to work by himself. We lived separately. Then I went into studying for the bar. And then I luckily got to take the bar, went out, had a few drinks, met him in Dallas, a little inebriated on a plane. (laughs) So I definitely got the better end of that deal. But, yes, planning a vacation is great, being patient. There were days in law school that I would go into the building before the sun rose and didn't come out until after it had set. And that has nothing to do with who's waiting at home for you. It's just the nature of the beast. Yes, and I can I can tell you I was not one of the most dedicated law students. I hated to read. I was a slow reader. I was not the most dedicated. And so I can only imagine for those who are actually 100% dedicated how that must have been. So how does he feel about the wedding planning going on while he was studying for the bar exam? Is that something you would recommend for other people? <laughs> I think being the guy, you know, he he didn't have to be so involved. He still complains that my mother came into town 24 hours after he was done with the bar. So if anybody listening is thinking about doing that, maybe keep the in-laws away for a while. He might have needed that vacation after the bar exam before mother-in-law. Yes, he didn't get a vacation. He got a honeymoon after, but, you know, having to stay in a two-bedroom apartment with his future mother-in-law for a week immediately following probably wasn't the best idea. That makes sense. Um, so any other thoughts, any other wisdom or any other funny stories about what it's like to be married to a lawyer? Well, uh, I can say there's, there's just for my particular situation, working in law enforcement in Midland before she became an attorney, um, you know, it's possible that you might have a case that ends up landing on their desk or they see a case that you worked on and one specific one from my situation, but I can empathize with that one because uh, my husband's a paramedic, and so being a prosecutor, anytime fire department's called out for an assault or anything like that, frequently his name ends up on my desk, and 
he loves it when he's the first one subpoenaed because mm-hmm. we know him and trust him. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing, I guess, if you're a significant other is, is, you know, going to law school and in law school and is a very, you know, motivated and perfectionist and has to do well. Just be prepared because I was older when I was in law school and, you know, it didn't bother me as much. But you'll see people who just they fall apart because they don't realize that you're going to do poorly there. You're going to do you're going to make bad grades. You're going to fail when usually, you know, you were the best one and you straight A's on everything. And there's a good chance you're not going to. And some people just have a really difficult time with that. So just be prepared for that. Be prepared, I guess, just to, you know, support them and just, you know, kind of tell them to breathe and and work through it because it's not the end of the world. Lower their expectations Mm -hmm. a little bit. It is. Law school is full of overachievers. Um, I met my husband the very first day of law school. He was my tutor for civil procedure, and I wound up making a D- minus in the class, third lowest grade in the class, uh, and he had to help me through it. You know, I was not a failure at life. I was not going to, this was not the end of the world, and, you know, look at me now. <laughs> now you're a judge. <laughs> now, I'm a, now I'm a judge, so, you know, things work out. Just got to hold their hand and walk them through those dark days of no longer being the top of everything that they try to do. That makes sense. Well, uh, thank you all for being here with me. And thank you all for listening to Young Gunners from the Texas Young Lawyers Association. If you like our show and want to check out other episodes, they're available on our website, tyla.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a topic you want to hear, email us at tyla at texasbar.com. Or send us a tweet at at TexYoungLawyers using the hashtag YoungGunners. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. We hope to see you back for another episode.